Welcome to the Recruit Graduation Podcast. My name is Andrew, your host, and on behalf of myself and team, we love you and we're so thankful you're part of our family. Welcome to episode six, and welcome to our guest, former mayor of Bernie, Texas, Mike Schultz. Welcome, Mike. Thank you, Andrew, and uh, it's so good to be here with you. I look forward to our time to talk just a little bit. Mike, our audience is specifically those families with loved ones at boot camp or getting ready to go to boot camp. So today I really want to talk about, as mayor and as a public servant, your involvement with the military community. So I look forward to learning your story. Well, you know, my story really goes back, uh, as you mentioned, the the VFW just uh, a little bit ago, Andrew, and it reminded me, uh, my dad, when he got out of World War II, uh, and that's where my love of military started, sitting in a duck blind in southern Minnesota, being having the opportunity to ask my dad about his military career. He he lied about his age, uh, as many of them did back then. He went off to war. He was in Kodiak, Alaska, when they bombed Pearl Harbor, went down to El Paso and got double uh, desert training, and he thought he was going to Africa. But instead, he went to New York and he got on the Queen Mary and went over to England and trained for D-Day. And he landed at Omaha Beach. He then marched across France and and dug in at the Rhine. And that's where he was released from service, came home after the war. And he was the manager of the large VFW building in, in my little hometown For something like 28 or 29 years, he managed that building. That was his job. That was, and so I knew the VFW. I got to go clean it up every morning before I went off to school and got to be there to help put up chairs and take down tables and do all those other things. So there's how my military career got started in my my love and appreciation for, for the VFW. That's great. And, and we thank your, your father for his service and all he did. And I'm sure you were able to hear a lot of stories from those veterans. Oh, it was it was incredible stories. And, and the pictures of people, I remember that the, build, the building is no longer there today, unfortunately. But the, the pictures and the, the, the ribbons that were there, uh, the memorials that were written. And so for some reason or other, that just... I gravitated towards public service, and I always had a love for the VFW. There is a a solid block here in our little town called Bernie, Texas. It is located 30 miles straight west on Interstate 10 from San Antonio. And as you know, San Antonio is military city USA, right? And so we get an awful lot of that right here in, in Bernie. And And there's a little block that's here that's called Veterans Park. Uh, I think it got its start back during, right after World War I. And it had been a long time since that had a refresh. And we had the opportunity to have our Veterans Day services right there at that park uh, every November the 11th. Uh, We had uh, local and international speakers come here for that. Uh, I dealt a lot with uh, the veterans in post 688 at the VFW building here, which is the 
the second oldest uh, active VFW post today in the state of Texas. I love dealing with them. I got connected to that, to the ROTC program through my school board work. Uh, I would go and be invited to their galas and things like that. So VFW, veterans, young kids going in, I've always had a great, a great love and an appreciation for what they do. And you started your public service working with YMCA and different church organizations, and ultimately you were elected in May of 2011 and did four terms. Can you tell us a little bit about why you decided to become mayor? Well, the truth of the matter, Andrew, was that the current mayor made me mad, uh, not one to sit around and have coffee and complain. So one day I called him up, I walked down to City Hall, walked into his office and said, Mayor, there's an election coming up and I'm going to run against you. And so that that's what got me started. I had I'd been elected to the local school board and had been elected to a, a statewide school board that oversaw all thousand school districts. Um, but um, it was... It was that type of, of, of service that I have enjoyed, and I knew there was something else. I did not know that it was being mayor, um, but it was the school board was absolutely great. I, I came to love and appreciate uh, the work and the love and the, and the passion and the compassion uh, that teachers have. Um, but I also I loved serving the people of Bernie whether that was sitting down reading a story in a in a second grade classroom or whether that was negotiating a development agreement for a 800 home development here i mean I, it didn't matter i just i loved i loved doing that and the veterans were a byproduct of that and during this time i was able to we did a refresh on our veterans park $375,000 and, and never got one bad email or phone call from anybody questioning how we were spending our tax money on doing that to Veterans Park. And that's a real tribute to the people of Bernie, Andrew. And during your term, I, I think you told me that population doubled. It went, it went crazy. You had asked, we had moved here from San Antonio in 1993. So we've been here for 27 years. And um, we moved out when we moved out here in 93. I think there was a sign in the edge of town that was like 4,768 or anyway, it was under 5,000 people. And today this community is made up of uh, over 16,000. Um, and uh, just obviously I'm biased, right? But they're wonderful, wonderful, caring, giving people. And it's it's the times that we're going through right now that you really get to see just how they shine. Absolutely. And just like a lot of communities, just like Bernie, you guys have special things that you do every year. I know you have a, a big uh, ice cream social. And this time of year, you have some special flowers that bloom. Can you tell us about that? We do. You know, Lady Bird Johnson um, uh, gave us our wildflowers that we enjoy in Texas certainly down here in South Texas, along the highways and the, the open fields and acres that we have of land. And she planted uh, two different ones. They're wild seeds. They get thrown out every year. 
uh, in different spots, but it's the blue bonnet and it is the Indian paintbrush. Blue bonnet is self-descriptive. The Indian paintbrush is red, but we get to enjoy those for about 30 days this time of year. They've just popped out of the ground. They come back every year. And if you're traveling down the, the interstate highway or the state highways or any of the roads, you will enjoy the beautiful wildflowers uh, that we, we have here in Texas this time of the year. We have lots of um, lots of parades here. I mean, there's our county fair parade. There's our Burgess Fest. Uh, there's any number of those that go on. But uh, the real thing I'm proud of is that every parade, as you know, is led by someone carrying the American flag. And I have yet, when our streets are lined up, uh, even on the Wynock Parade, which was the Christmas parade, uh, the, the num- there's nobody that does not stand and either takes off their hat, salutes, or has their hand over their heart as that flag goes by. That's wonderful. Wonderful. And I want to use that to transition into, you know, I, you know, I believe every state and local leadership plays a huge role in the military community, specifically for those young men and women deciding to join the military. You know, how important as a mayor and other mayors listening, you know, today, is it to work with the community with these young folks? Because a lot of these young men and women are joining for different reasons. You know, it's some of it's, you know, a choice of last resort, you know, they just have to to make a decision in their life to move forward, you know, how did you as a mayor and your community embrace that transition from those young men and women graduating from high school and going off into the military? You know, it, it started, I think here locally, or my sense was that it started with uh, the first responders that the role as a mayor, I think the, the very first thing that he has to do is keep everybody safe. And uh, I took that to heart uh, because when, when, I, when I woke up after the election and I realized uh, that, that I had won, the, the, the first thing that hit me was, oh, my goodness, there's at the time, 2011, there's 13, 12,000 people out there that are relying on me to make the right decision every day and to keep them safe. And so I always acknowledged that every chance that I had, whether it was in city council meetings or leading a parade or whatever the case may be, to always recognize our first responders, our firefighters, our police, our EMS. Well, that then coincided with uh, our wonderful, uh, at the Veterans Day Park on Veterans Day, we would we would have our local band come and play uh, at that uh, at that event. We would have different speakers, and we would have anywhere from three hundred and fifty to five hundred residents come and pack that park for that day. And so, and then it was the ROTC gala that they had every year, and I was invited to go speak to them and. It was my connection to the veterans and the veterans park and working with them when we had this large, um, you know, reface of that and refresh that whole solid block area. And so that was constantly in front of the people and um, they loved it. I loved it. We all came to 
to bond around whether they were young, just leaving high school, whether they had already been there and they're back now in the VFW. It didn't matter. We were the city of Bernie took on a mentorship for um, and I don't I don't remember uh, the name, but it was uh, an outfit that was deployed out of Camp Bullis, which is between here and San Antonio. And so we would have them up and we would honor them at a lunch and say our goodbyes and made sure that we stayed in touch with their spouses while they were on deployment. So it was a community thing constantly that everybody knew, whether it was in the paper, talked about, discussed over coffee in the morning, it was in front of them. And, and you, you touched on a good word, community, and the military in itself is just a strong community. And then have that backed up with a great local community, um, you can't go wrong. And so now a lot of questions that we get from, you know, we have a Facebook group page and we get a lot of questions from recruit families. And one of them is, what does our recruit do on holidays? So Christmas and Thanksgiving, are they just there in the barracks? Um but you guys did something special in Bernie when you took over as mayor and you worked directly with Lackland Air Force Base and the recruits. Can you tell us what you did? You know, uh, I hope I can get through this, Andrew, because every time I talk about this, I get emotional over it. So uh, bear with me. I will I will get through this. There's a local restaurant here called the Cypress uh, Grill, and they're right on Main Street. And... Um, we got talking one day and one thing led to another. I know the, the chef and the owner over there, my wife and I do. And so they put together a Christmas dinner for recruits that were, uh, depending on timing, but typically when Thanksgiving fell, they were somewhere in their second or third week of boot camp at Lackland Air Force Base. I remember them coming up in uh, three different buses. Uh, I had the police meet them on the uh, this city line, city limit line, and they would escort them through town with their lights going. They would drive up on Main Street right in front of the restaurant. And what I have come to find out is that these recruits now for two or three weeks have have not had any sugar or nicotine or caffeine. And if you can picture this, Andrew, the, it's a long walkway into the restaurant, and then you turn into the main seating area, and they were all given instructions to come off. They did. They were very polite, men and women. And I say men and women. I mean, uh, so many of them were, were pimply-faced kids, right? And And they'd have to walk by this long line of wonderful, wonderful displayed fresh fruit turkeys and hams and pumpkin pies and pecan pies and all of these things. And all they could do is look and, and start drooling because they had to get past all that to get to the seating area. And um, I, I would get up and, and I, would, I would talk to them and try to give them some encouragement and understand that they were probably a home for the first holiday ever in their life. I, I remember this one time, Andrew, we would um, as each table was then excused to go get a plate, we, my wife and I would go around and stand and just talk to the recruits. You know, wh where are you from? And uh, is your family back home? Da, 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 all those sorts of things. And 
And I remember we got around to this one girl sitting there. I can still see her face. And and she said, how are you doing? And she said, well, I'm doing fine. But if you don't mind, um, ma'am, can I get up and can I give you a hug? I miss hugging my mom. But it was that type of interaction that um, we were able to have every Thanksgiving for eight years with uh, somewhere between 80 and 100 recruits that came out of Lackland. We would then give them our cell phones so they could call home. We played football with them out in the parking lot. You can't go away from something like that and uh, appreciate um, their love for our country, what they have signed up to do, and now sitting back home is mom and dads and uncles and grandpa and grandmas and brothers and sisters uh, talking to them for the first time at a holiday on the phone and not seeing them. But uh, it was a, it was an incredible experience, one that I still get emotional about today. I can imagine. And, you know, just what we're going through right now in our country and all the graduations and, you know, just to kind of give our listeners who listen to this a year from now, it's March 30th, 2020, and all the boot camp graduations have been canceled. So family members aren't able to travel to often one of the most important, well, it is the, the most important date and activity and event in their lives and the lives of their sons and daughters. And so I just know that it's individuals like you, it's communities like Bernie that these things make an impact, just not for that Thanksgiving, but mm -hmm. those young people are, they still remember this. Somebody may listen to this and say, Hey, I remember that guy, you know, he gave me a hug, you know, he, they fed me Turkey. And so, you know, I believe, you know, that everybody just wants to be heard and they want to be understood. And I think that's what you did. And I think that Mike, what makes you a good leader and why you marched into that mayor's office is because you wanted to be heard and you wanted to be understood and you knew the community needed that same thing. For, so thank you for sharing that, that emotional story. But I think it's going to speak volumes to the families listening that there are people out there that now I'm getting a little allergies here too, that are going to be there for your children. And whether it's during boot camp or during this time where they don't have a loved one at graduation, we have a community of people and of Americans that embrace our young folks. So, so thank you for sharing that story. You bet. And uh, one of the stories, Andrew, uh, do we have a minute yet, Andrew? Absolutely. One of the things that I shared with uh, those kids, again, I'm, I'm old enough that I can call them kids, right? It was a small little book that influenced me a long time ago, and it was called The Balcony People. And I told every one of them, I said, you, you have a balcony. If you can envision in your mind a, a church balcony, and that balcony is filled with people that no matter what you want to do, no matter what you do do, no matter what you say, you know that they're up there in that balcony and they're encouraging you and cheering you on. They got pom-poms and saddle shoes, and you know you can always look to your balcony for that kind of, of support. And that, those are your balcony people. But I said, remember, at the very end of the book, it asks the reader this question, whose balcony do you sit? Hmm. And so for those 
moms and dads and brothers and sisters and families that hopefully will uh, be listening to this to get some sort of com- uh, inspiration from all the podcasts and all the work that you're doing. Their role as uh, a balcony person is unmeasurable. You, a, a simple little note, I love you, um, a, a phone call, a text, an email, however often you want to do that. That's your role as a balcony people. I want to thank you, Mike, for joining us today, for sharing yourself with us and with the city of Bernie and what you guys do. And I hope that the individuals that are listening to this, other mayors and other leaders in communities can can use some of the things that you guys have done, implement them in their small communities and start to really make a difference and embrace our military community. And I know all of them are already doing this, but Boy, you just summed it up real well. So, Mike, thank you so much. You bet, Andrew. Until next time, thank you so much for for allowing me. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you for all the listeners. Please visit our website, recruitgraduation.blog. I am so excited to be bringing this to you. I'm so glad that you're in my life, everyone. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. 